Brendanfo Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I am Riley, the Bunker Master, or as I prefer, the Almighty BM. A frivolous fact about me is that I, I this is probably I think I said this in that episode was that the quest for the wizard's wand was my third time ever GMing something. I think I've already said that, haven't I? Anyway, I thought you were doing facts about Alaspis. Or facts about characters in Alaspis. Originally, Nettie was supposed to die in the first episode. Too bad she didn't. Wait, she was supposed to die? Yeah. And we never killed her, even though we've had several opportunities? <laughs> yeah. In the very first episode, I was planning it to be like, yeah, you will, you'll kill her, and that'll be like the boss. But the episode was go- like we were playing for so long, I was like, okay, like it's going to be faster if I just have her escape. We're some group of murder hobos we are. We can't even kill Nettie. (laughs) Give it to all in good time. All in good time. All in good time. (laughs) And then instead of having her escape, escape, because I was like, oh, shoot, that fucks up the plan for like another part. And so I was like, oh, she has to get caught and she'll go to the jail because otherwise she can go back and report that good boy switched sides. That's a good frivolous fact. Thanks. I'm Kyle. I play Mercurius, the mech pilot. And a frivolous fact about him is that despite speaking to God directly on several occasions, he is an atheist. Hey, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always interesting to me because, you know, like D&D, right? There's all these gods and it's like clerics ask for blessings and then that's how they like get their power. And but it's like, do atheists still exist in there? Even though, like, yeah, gods I think literally have presence. When there's like quantifiable evidence or like proof of gods in universe, then I don't think you really can be atheist. Maybe you can just be like agnostic at best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lazy man's atheist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's my frivolous fact. Now, Mercurius, how you doing, guys? It's good to be back. Hi, I'm Kimberly, and I play Phaleon. And a frivolous fact about Phaleon is she brushes her hair 100 times each night. Wow. Is that an OCD thing or is uh, just commitment to having nice hair? Commitment. Commitment to the shine. <laughs> yeah, either way, that's going to be some nice hair. Yeah. I brushed my hair zero times today. Can you tell? <laughs> you tried to run your finger through it and got caught in like several knots. <laughs> <laughs> I should have my cam off today. I'm a mess. Uh, no, you look great. Oh, you look you look so hot. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. I play good boy. And frivolous fact about him is that he does not brush his hair. At all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he okay? Is he completely bald, head to toe? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense because he's like a something muscular seal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Does okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, what about bald? Like, does he care for his bald head at all? Is there like you know scalp shine or oil, whatever they call it? I'm not bald. I or shaved head. You know. So <laughs> my brother, he puts like oils on his head and stuff to care for his his scalp i would say probably not just got an ashy scalp it's all flaky and stuff yep. sun dried <laughs> yeah especially because you probably spend the most time outdoors at least pre meeting up with all these fools he looks like uh, an old wallet <laughs> <laughs> i'm phil i play tarquin britstein and when tarquin was younger at boarding school he tried to bleach blonde his hair and it failed miserably oh dear i i want to ask so much why um it was to impress his friends did they make fun of him uh obviously yes when it failed did phil do this as well um no i mean i have had bleached blonde hair but mine didn't fail (laughs) it looked fabulous absolutely Yep. I made the big mistake of bleaching my hair right before I had to have my passport photo taken. And so that was my passport photo for the next 10 years. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. I think in middle school, I did like the bleached tips. The frosted tips. The frosted tips. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, that was so long ago. That was cool back then. I actually 
just a couple months ago, I tried to bleach my hair and it failed pretty badly. Oh no. Yeah. What happened? It just was a weird color. It turned like yellow instead of, you know, I was going for like the, I saw a picture of some, something that was like, dang, that looks good. Like the bleach buzz cut. Yeah. And I tried it and I, you know, it, it didn't look good. Did you take pictures? No, I didn't. Actually, I cut all of my hair off after that. I shaved my (laughs) entire head. This was like four months ago, probably. Wow. Well, on that, welcome to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. You've been here. You know what's going on. Previously on our adventures, uh, our adventurers made their way to the private car, witnessing badass vault hunters killing more uh, rocky scabs. Scabs, scags. <laughs> Rocky scab is the worst. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, crossing that picket line. Oh man, future quest idea. Okay. Uh. <laughs> do you call them sca- Do you call them scabs in America as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. We're more alike than you, than we think. <laughs> so uh, Jebediah, Hurley, Adrian, and Jolly joined you guys on your way to the private car. Tarquin unsuccessfully flirted with the majority of them. Uh, I Adrian, successfully flirted with Adrian. Thank you. Yes, I was going to yeah, say you buddy. got one. And then on your way, almost you were the quiet car and you passed the hillbilly psycho and he went to go get oh, more yeah. you know, alcohol at the bar. Uh, the party split. So Tarquin, Adrian, Jolly went into the caboose where Adrian and Tarquin shared a kiss and then the rest of them went and investigated the private car where they found the gnome bartender dead, the same poison. There were shot glasses upside down on the bar, I guess, and kind of liquor spilled and it smelled like acetone, which sparked the like, oh yeah, this smells like what I drank from the psycho hillbilly for good boy. And the oh yeah, the private car was all ripped apart. So it had been searched couch torn apart that was probably the most tragic death of them all yeah the golden couch and then you guys all rejoined right outside the private car and you guys were like yeah we're gonna pretend like we're gonna split this and give it give the echo stone to jebediah and hurley uh, and split the money for their reward but you're like really well you know we're leaving it open to where maybe we'll betray them then some badass siren that got kicked off the train earlier came riding from the front of the train. Faze locked herself on top of it, went up on top of the train, went down and broke into the engine. And it's like, oh, I'm getting that black book one way or another. So there we are. All right. So we join you all outside of the private car. You're all like, all right, let's go get that psycho and find that black book. Finally, you guys start heading inside. You get inside the quiet car starting to make your way forward. And over the intercom comes... Hello, potential future victims of the Great Alaspis Express tragedy. There is a total dickhead in the private car in possession of a very special Echo Stone. After a cheap shot and kicking me off the train, he cost me 10% of my gold. Luckily, us vault hunters don't die so easily. Thanks to my new little spider ant friend, Tinsel, melting my flesh to stop the bleeding with its corrosive saliva licking my wounds. That didn't heal from the brew you for some reason. Uh, I'm rambling. Anyway, I'm so sorry, so sorry. And we really don't have much time. If I'm not in possession of that special Echo Stone within an hour and a half, then this train will meet its explosive end. Someone seemed to have misplaced their dynamite on the tracks. Oh no! I'll use my siren powers to remove it from the tracks, though. But only if someone brings me that Echo Stone before we reach it. So, good luck! Okay, immediate plan. Find the Echo Stone, jump off the train, leave all the passengers to die. Rip. Except you, Adrian, my love. You can come with us. Yeah, that sounds fair. I mean, yeah. uh, sucks that business kid has to die. Nah, nah, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the only one I really care about. Plus, no one will blame us. It'll, as she said, it'll be the Alaspas Express tragedy. It's not It's not the uh, Friend and Foe Adventure Co. left a load of people to die tragedy. True. Uh, my job is to protect this train. That's kind of my whole life. So I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, but no, I've I've got to protect this train. I can't let you fuck off with the this Echo Stone she wants. If it means that much to you, my sweetness, my sweet angel, then 
anything. Mercurius, I can't believe you suggested that. What a shitty plan. What a shit thing to say. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you know, my moral compass is just not great. My moral compass will <laughs> always point in the direction of Adrian Stormheart. Adrian Stormheart's heart, would you yes. say? Her, storm, her stormy heart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with taking the fall for that one. Playing wingman. I got you, buddy. Jebediah looks at you, shakes his head, taps his spurs on the ground, so disappointed. And then Hurley's kind of shrugs her shoulders like, yeah, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, she gets it, dude. <laughs> we should, t- right, we should head to the engine and at least try and talk to her. Because she hasn't said, we've got, she said we've got an hour and a half, right? So she didn't say, if anybody comes near me, I'll blow the train, right? Is the dynamite in, where is the dynamite? She said it was on the tracks. Hmm. Uh, we could just like go and uncouple the engine from the rest of the train. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I love that idea. But we risk. What if the person, whoever's got the Echo Stone, isn't with us, and we just let them get away with it by uncoupling the train? I thought Murder Hobo had it. Which one's Murder Hobo? The one with the oh, drinks. Oh yeah, we need to go and confront the. We need to go confront the psycho as well. There's so much to do. So much room for activities, you guys. <laughs> but the psycho logically will be between somewhere between us now and the front of the train, right? So if we keep moving forward, we should encounter him. True. Yeah, let's get the psycho first, because he probably has the book, the Echo Stone. Ooh. Mercurius, you, how are you feeling at this current moment? Are you still feeling rough? I feel better, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I rolled a good uh, constitution saving throw or something last time, so I'm good. I'm okay. If the psycho knows that you drank some of the poison, though, might he expect you to be feeling worse? Maybe you could, you know, put on a bit of fakery and get him to talk. Oh. Because he thinks you're about to die, so he'll spill all his nefarious plan. I could dress myself up like a ghost. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, you killed me. Use the bedsheet from the (laughs) private car. (laughs) Look at Riley, he's got his hand over his face. (laughs) He's like, oh no. This is so stupid. I planned for so much, but then I get blown away by some amazing plan, obviously. Oh, it's so dumb. Will that even work? So what, are we supposed to be a ghost and then try and scare him to, into dropping the black book, the Echo Stone? Or what were you thinking? Because I'd just be sick and be like, hey, I'm sick, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I like the ghost idea, but maybe... <laughs> Like, maybe rather than trying to scare him, be like, oh, why did you kill me? And see if we can find out what the fuck he's actually doing. Okay. Recon mission. Would it be safe to assume that he is also a vault hunter in search of this black book for a hefty sum reward? I thought you were going to say, is it safe to assume that he's also a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Twist. (laughs) I'm going to make him a ghost if he doesn't give us that black book. So what do you think? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. Either we proceed through the train as normal, or we go for this ghost plan. <laughs> oh, I don't know. A ghost is pretty silly. So maybe I'll just be, I'll put on the, you know, the sick face. I'll be like, oh, I feel terrible. Why did you do this to me? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do I that. won't go full ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and then if that plan fails, then we can try the ghost scenario. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back later and be like, I died. So sorry. Maybe we should just do like a Christmas carol thing and all dress up as different ghosts. Oh, man. <laughs> Hurley jumps in and says, I'm loving this, okay? But, you know, you four obviously are going to do it. There's past, present, future, and what? Other dimensional. Ooh. <laughs> I am the ghost of christmas in the fourth dimension <laughs> but the ghost of what passed though it's not christmas is it the ghost of oh is it Je- would it be jettamus because priest jetta Pre- <laughs> it's gonna be the december to remember toyotathon sales event <laughs> oh my god you all do know i mean mercenary day is a thing and that's that's what they do instead of christmas okay so the ghost of mercenary day the past, present, future, and the fourth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I love it. 
Right, so sorry, is this an actual plan? What are we doing? What is this? I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say, I forgot what we were even planning. We just, well, let's, let's just go through the train and find the dude. Yes, yes, that's a start. All right, you guys start heading forward and you feel the train start to speed up. And then over the intercom again, it says, Oops, someone must have sped up the train, making it way too deadly to jump off to safety. It might be closer to an hour now. Uh, I'm going to roll my dice. Oh, five damage. Psh, women drivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. You guys make it all the way to the bar car, the cafe car. And lo and behold, there is the psycho hillbilly just sitting at the bar drinking. Hey, there he is. Can you like, I don't know, dribble all down your front on that and make it look like you're feeling a bit sick? Yeah, I could probably do that. Should I vomit? Yeah, yeah, vomit. Can I just do that? (laughs) Roll a vomit check. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Oh, well, four, but can I not just stick my finger down my throat and just, you know, throw up a little? You try to do it, but then when you start to gag, you pull your finger out and, like, catch, you stop yourself from throwing up. Just like that natural reflex of being like, oh, I don't want to throw up. No, that's awful. Stupid reflexes. I really do hate throwing up. Well, um, how do I make myself look sick then? (laughs) Here, I'll punch you in the eyes. Yeah, get me. Come on. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, rough me up a little bit. I gotta look like, I gotta look shitty. Wait, how much health have you got, though? Maybe, maybe just... (laughs) Twelve. Okay. (laughs) Okay, roll a melee damage. I rolled a three. Okay, so you're just gonna do normal damage. I rolled a three, and then I have a plus one. (laughs) All right. Four points of damage. All right, down to eight health. How do I look? Do I look sufficiently ill? Yeah, I mean, your eyes are definitely red. They're, like, watering. I mean, that's the thing, right? When you get hit, it turns, like, more yellow at first, and then eventually it, like, bruises up, right, over time? Oh, yeah. That's oh. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to I'm gonna approach my hillbilly hobo friend. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why'd you poison me? I didn't poison nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but we smell... <laughs> <laughs> but we we smelled your 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 moonshine at the private car in the bar, and I drank a bunch of that stuff. Man, I'm I might die. I might be a ghost. I'll haunt you. I'll come back and haunt you. I swear. Uh, roll a talk check. Ooh, nat twenty. <laughs> that stuff's not safe for for non psychos to drink. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? Did you give it to the gnome bartender in order to kill Grizz for the black book? Uh, he, like, straightens up a little bit. <sighs> you got a nat 20, so I guess the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else was supposed to get hurt. You only really get hurt from it if you drink too much of it. So I just put a little bit of the li- this uh, my moonshine into the bottle so that as he drank more and more, he would die. You know, like a couple of glasses would kill you. One glass might just make you a little bit sick. That's all. Oh, okay. I didn't plan on the gnome bartender. I broke in there before we even got to Jarberg. I knew they were coming. Oh, you're smarter than you let on. Uh, I would like to personally thank you for murdering that piece of shit Grizz, though. Can I shake your hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. He holds out his hand. Hey, buddy. Shake it down. Shake him down. It's way harder than you think. Like, he's a big psycho, and he gives it his all. So he, like, dislocates my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sick. All right. So he's got the black book, for sure. What a smart guy. Uh, What do we do, ladies and gentlemen? Because we're in the bar, I've ordered uh, Adrian. We're having cocktails. What about the rest of Zio? I would imagine that I was either in the bar in the corner, just, like, awkwardly standing, like, not knowing what to do. Yeah, yeah, that works. You're just sitting, like, standing in the corner, kind of watching. (laughs) Obviously watching, even. (laughs) Are we uh, wanting to fight this guy? I think we should. We're planning on it? I think we're going to have to. It's a shame, because I like Hillbilly Psycho. Okay. But how else do we get the black book from him? I don't know if I can roll another nat 20 speech check to try and convince him to give it to us, and I don't think that would even work. Yeah. I could try. Because, like, why would he give it up? 
You could try. You're flirty. <laughs> you could, you know, coerce him. <laughs> Somehow. Wink. Wink, wink. I could see. Do we have our health back at all, Riley? Nope. There has been no resting. Although if you have potions, you could take them now before you start the fight or anything. So, good boy, where are you? Uh, I think I'd be in the cafe car. And I'm going to uh, very stealthily drink a health potion. Go ahead and roll that health. Seven. Okay, you recover seven health. Is anyone else drinking a health potion? I think I better if we're going to fight this dude. Go ahead. God fucking damn it, I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) I have nine health, let's go. And then Jebediah and Hurley are waiting in the passenger car. I'm going to go up to the other psycho. I'm going to say, what, what, what is this? What is this? You're talking coherently? You're, you're making sense? Like, are, are you even a psycho? Are you even a real psycho? Hey, I'm sorry. You know how hard it is for us to get drunk. Like, we're always at a constant buzz. But even this really strong moonshine doesn't have that strong of an effect on us. Oh, so he is really a psycho. Yeah, yeah, I'm really a psycho. You thought he was faking? I thought he was faking it, yeah. So, uh, I take it you guys are all looking for the black book, and da-da-da-da-da-da, so you're gonna have to fight me to get it, whatever. Yeah, man, I'm really sorry. Like, I, I respect you for taking out Grizz. That guy was a piece of shit, and hurt my feelings real good. And I wish it didn't have to come to this, man. Well, you know, it doesn't. Peace. And then he pulls out his Echo Stone and he taps at it. I'm fast traveling out, bitches. Yo. (laughs) Fuck, he can't do that. I mean, he can. I didn't even think about that. He's sitting there and he chugs the rest of his moonshine and then smashes the bottle on the ground. And is like, bye. And take out my buzz axe. I'm going to smash it down on his Echo Stone thing. Roll, just roll a melee. All right, so I rolled a 15 for my accuracy, and I rolled 10 damage. Also, roll an interact check just to see how, uh, if it is enough to, like, knock it off of his, out of his hand. That's an 11 again, plus four. And I would say that's, that's a strength interact check as well, because you, you're going for, like, brute strength there to, like, put enough force in there. So 20, right? Yeah, that'd be a 20 then. Yeah, you swing down, you hit the Echo Stone, and it also hits his hand. You deal 10 damage to his shields. Because, you know, Vault Hunters, they got them shields. And he drops the Echo Stone out. Uh, and then he's like, I guess not, peace, bitches. Uh, <laughs> War, bitches. <laughs> War, bitches. And then he pulls out his Buzz Axe, and he's ready to fight. Let's start the blood rampage. Yeah, roll for initiative. 11 for me. 6. I'm too busy drinking cocktails with Adrian. 16. 18. Then, uh, Phelion, you're kicking it off. You're off in the corner. So I'm going to start off by infusing Pigeon. I'm going to infuse Pigeon with Shock, and that's 2d6 plus 3. So that's 8 points of damage, and I'm going to have him go and, like, peck at Hillbilly Joe's fingers, the ones that are holding his buzz axe. Okay. Uh, roll a interact check. I rolled an 18. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty good. He manages to hold on, though, only because of his shields. But his shields flare up pretty big. You deal 16 points of damage to them. <laughs> Next up is Good Boy. All right. I'm going to use my first attack to hit the guy. <laughs> Are you doing a rampage? Yeah, Since, I mean, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Since I already have my, my buzz axe out. You're already halfway there. All you have to do is go like, raw, and then you're, you're yeah. in your, your rampage. So. so I do that. I say, raw, and I go into my rampage. Uh, right. All right, so that's a seven, a three, and a six. So 16. I'm going to move away and uh, then throw my buzz axe at him. Are you going to move towards the front of the train so that it's less clustered in the back? Yes. Also, so he's not as close to me. Okay. Uh, so that's an eight, a six, and a three. So 17. Okay. You throw your buzz axe at him, hit him, reel it back. 
You did quite a bit of damage on your turn. Damn. The Psycho is so strong. It's the one thing I can do. Don't ask me to do anything else. Fair. That's fair. All right, and then that's your turn because you are uh, you did your action skill. Now it's Hillbilly Joe's turn. You know his name is Hillbilly Joe because at the beginning of the fight it did like the the title card type thing like it does when it introduces a new character or a boss in the Borderlands series. And it said Hillbilly Joe, not your average Hillbilly. I was going to say he's also wearing coveralls that have the name tag on it. Oh yeah, yeah. His overalls definitely have Hillbilly Joe. <laughs> He is going to, because it's one against many, he gets two attacks. And he's so, like, enraged. He drank his potion. So it gave him two, or his potion. His moonshine gives him, like, some extra, extra actions during his turn. Sorry, guys. Got to make it tough for you somehow. He is going to kick Mercurius. Ow. And he does 12 points of damage and knocks you back. Twelve points. That's... Uh, I clicked calendar instead of calculator. (laughs) That takes me back to December 1946. (laughs) (laughs) So now you are grouped pretty much right next to Adrian and Tarquin and Hillbilly. He takes his buzz axe. You notice attached to it is this stick of dynamite and he like lights it against his teeth as if it was like a match stick to the match box. And, uh, and that lights the buzz axe, and then he throws it at Tarquin. What the fuck? It does 15 points of damage to Tarquin because it hits into him and then explodes, and then it does 13 points of damage to Adrian and to Mercurius from the explosion. The two extra points was the axe hitting you. That's his turn. Mercurius, you're up. This guy's pretty tough. I think I'm going to have to toss one of my malefactor grenades at him. Can I throw a grenade four spaces? You're definitely within range for a grenade. Oh my god, my D8 hate me. That's another one. (laughs) And then I will fire on him with my corrosive rare combat rifle that I haven't named yet. I rolled an accuracy of 19 and dealt 23 damage. Is his axe thing still on fire? No, it blew up, and then it teleported back into his hand. You know, it magically blew sparkles, forms in his hand. It's not on fire anymore. It's not on fire anymore. Okay. In that case, I am going to pick up my cocktail from the bar. I'm going to walk up to him and just proper, like, woman from a really trashy soap sort of throw it in his face and say, that's for ruining my date, you bitch. (laughs) Interact check, I guess. (laughs) Uh, That is a nine. Some of it gets on his face. He seems pretty unfaced. He licks up, like, what's going around his mouth, just like... "Mm." Was that an appletini? No, actually, it was pure rubbing alcohol. Then I'm going to get out my lighter and set him on fire. Tarquin Coon is really upset. Go for it. Interact. Interact check. Oh, my God. That is a 10. You pull out your lighter, and he leans into it. And, like, you swipe past him, and reflexively, he, like, leans away. And then he's like, wait a minute. And he, like, puts his head in there, and his face lights on fire, and then the rest of his body lights on fire, and he starts laughing. (laughs) Flames fuel the rage. Shit, guys. I made it worse. In a totally untarquin thing, I've made it worse. <laughs> and then he's going to roll like a d4 of damage. Ugh, two. My shield's gone. No, 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 that's not damage to you. That's damage to him. Oh, to him. In that case, I've still got my shields, guys. Two damage to him. He's still lit on fire, so four points of damage because it is fire to his flesh. And then, is there anything else you're going to do? You technically can. I gave myself... When you do checks like that kind of thing, I get mayhem points. So I gave myself two mayhem points for both of those checks. Well, because I'm up close, the only thing... I'm going to get out Wendy, the sharp fan, and just give him a slash or two. So I've got an accuracy of 14, and I am going to deal... Ugh, just four damage, but I'm assuming I'm going to hit flesh, right? Yes. So that's going to make him bleed. Yeah, so you slash at him. He starts bleeding a little bit. Then it is Adrian's turn. She has her shotgun. She's going to 
jump up on the bar and move a little bit closer to him. And she's going to try and shoot with her shotgun. Ooh, I rolled two eights on a D8. Yes. So she rolled a 14 accuracy and then dealt 18 points of damage with the shotgun. Jebediah and Hurley run into the room. Hurley sees Adrian standing on the bar. So she jumps up on the bar, joins her there but they aren't going to attack. They're kind of assessing the situation as they get in there, as they see this hillbilly psycho on fire. And then Jolly Grim is going to jump on the bar against the window and run up closer, but he does not have a weapon on him, so he can't reach Hillbilly Joe yet. You finish your first round of combat, and then you hear the intercom going. It's like, doo-doo, how rude of me to not introduce your maybe savior. I'm Win. You may be asking yourself, what's so important about this Echo Stone that would be worth pulling a Batman and Raza Ghouling you all? Well, not that it's any of your business, but some narrow-minded folks may want to profit off of it. Get it and sell it and grow their business? Not, not me. I'm way more noble than that. There are some very important people on that stone that need to be unalived. See? I'm noble. This is good. You know, I need to kill some bad people. So I'm not the bad guy here, all right? All right. Hope it gets to me soon. Bye. All right. And now it's Phaleon's turn. Okay. Is Pigeon still infused? Yes. Pigeon's still electrified. I'm going to send Pigeon back to just peck at him all over. Just to bug him. Okay. And Pigeon deals 10 points of damage. That was Pigeon. So now you still have an action. I think I'm going to move just a little bit closer so that I can shoot him with my crappy sniper. Okay, I rolled an accuracy of 14 and dealt nine points of damage. Ta-da! Yeah, you did quite a bit of damage on your turn. I just want to say, give us the book, bitch. (laughs) You'll have to pry it off my dead cold hands, which, win-win, if I die, I just go back to the brew you. Oh. Oh, shit. Wait, if we kill him... He takes the black book back with him to the brew you? Yeah, this is great. God damn it. I didn't even think about that, fellas and lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to get it off him. We have to find out where he's got it. Dan, he's wearing way more clothes than your average psycho. He's got overalls. Those those have so many pockets. Bro. Are they flame resistant? Oh, of course. Because he set himself on fire. Psychos invest heavily in flame resistant clothes. Flame resistant overalls. Overall, flame resistance. Okay, so now it is Good Boy's turn. He's throwing a grenade separate from uh, from your attack. Yeah, you can throw a grenade and attack. Okay, I'm going to throw a grenade first. Oh, actually, you're in your action skill. So technically, while you're in your action skill, you I think you just... Well, I don't know. Shit, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's fine. Oh, by the way, roll me a d20. Uh, 13. Oh, what do you need to light yourself on fire? Is it a 12? Yeah, that's a 12. (laughs) Okay, a little bit delayed, but all of a sudden you combust into fire. So there's these two flaming psychos now on this train. That's not that impressive. I can do it too. Ah, brother, join me. Let's kill the rest of these fools. Don't call me brother. You're wearing overalls. You're no psycho. (laughs) You're wearing a shirt. You're no better than me. A majestic three skag moon shirt that's yeah exactly it is very majestic especially covered in flames look at him go that's my boy that's my good boy yes thank you curious has my back you're my boy blue okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw my axe this guy four uh four and a five so 13 damage yeah, you deal 26 points of damage with your fiery buzz axe that you just threw. But that also means that you take 13 points of damage. Oh, man. Is that how it works? Yeah, you just take the damage that you deal. I thought it was, uh, I thought I had to roll. Oh, no, okay, okay. Sorry, undo that, Matt. I, you are right. So you're going to add 1d6 per skill level. How many skill levels do you have in it? Uh, just one. Okay, so roll 1d6. My bad. Yeah, he just took the normal 13 points of damage. I got a 6. So then he takes 12 points of damage, and then you take 6 points of damage, which still leaves you with shields. Hey. Nice. And then it's still your turn. You can do your your melee attack if you'd like. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Running up to him? Yeah. I'm gonna hack at him with my buzz axe. And a three, so uh, 12. And then 1d6 as well for the fire. It's a five. So 10 more damage. And then you take five points of damage. So four of that will destroy your shield. And then you'll take two damage from the fire because that's to your flesh. Which pops your shield. And now you get to do your Nova and your your grenade. That's right. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? That's a one. That one's a five. The Nova blows up. Damages him one. Grenade pops out. Does five more points of damage. Great job. And now he's real pissed, real annoyed. He's going to, you know, in the, I think we did this reference before, where it was the Simpsons and they, and uh, Bart is like spinning his arms in circles. And he's like, if you get in my way, it's your fault. So he takes his buzz axe and he does like a windmill slice with it to hit both Tarquin and Good Boy. He does 10 points of damage to both of you. Oh, oh no, oh no. Okay, I just rolled a nat 20 on his next attack, which he is jumping buzz axe above his head towards Adrian. What? Yep, because Adrian is on top of the bar. So he jumps over there and he is going to do... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that is bad. He deals 30 points of damage as he brings his buzz axe straight down onto Adrian. It Her shields dissipates and then blood splatters everywhere as the buzz axe rips into her shoulder and she falls down and screams ah! and uh, and rolls behind the behind the bar what a cut <laughs> <laughs> he said the z word he said the z word <laughs> you can't do that i have to edit that out <laughs> oh shoot he is also on fire Oh, gosh. I rolled a one. So that's going to do two points of damage to Good Boy and one point of damage to Tarquin because he's on fire and he's attacking you guys. Um, But also he's going to do four points of damage to Adrian. And he's also taking that same damage. So, All right. That was his really big turn. And now it is Mercurius's turn. Oh. Unless it could be fitting that Tarquin would jump in order because... If he wants to go first, because technically it's like the before If you're upset after. about, yeah, if you're upset about your your baby, your baby. Okay, if, if that's okay. Please. Okay, in that case, I'm going to yell, you ready guys? It's going to be loud, so brace yourself. And I'm just going to fucking run at him, tackle him to the floor and start pummeling him. Okay, we'll make this a badass roll then. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, give me a D... 20. I don't think... It, there's not really any way for anyone to assist on this, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're tackling him. Uh, it's a 16. Okay. Could I, while this is happening, try to, like, check his pockets for the, the Echo Stone? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a great plan. Can I, like, slide my buzz axe underneath so he falls on it? Oh, my gosh. It? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, I've got one, too. Do you guys know about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where they have their stands like come up over their shoulders and pummel the guy as well? No, I, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, while he's, I'm assuming, straddling this guy, pummeling him in the face, I'd be right behind him also pummeling him in the face over his <laughs> shoulders. Okay. This is a full badass roll. This is a four-way roll here. Okay, so Tarquin rolled a 16. Everybody else roll. Got an 11. 12. 9. 32. 48. Okay, well, I didn't set it all that high, so great. You did it. I I set it at 42. (laughs) How I've been doing it lately is, like, if you're going to be adding damage, it adds a higher number to the needed roll. If you're doing something like Kimmy's only added 2 to the difficulty. Ah, I see where she's just trying to steal. Yeah, she's trying to pat pockets and stuff. She's not not doing damage. damage. Tarquin, you run up, you tackle him, pummel him, and you're punching him on the ground. And as you tackle him to the ground, somehow you've positioned yourself so you aren't going to take any damage back because I'm a nice BM. 
roll me melee, but then you're going to you add your dub your big modifier, your big damage modifier, double your big damage modifier because you're so enraged. Okay, right. So ten. You're just punching him, punching him, punching him. But before you slid, you tackled him. Uh, good boy slid the axe underneath. Good boy, roll a. Hmm. Yeah, I guess just roll a melee. Like roll a d12. Your regular melee. You don't need to roll your your accuracy. All right. It's a six. Did you add your big number to your modifier instead of the little number? I did not add any numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah, add your big damage modifier. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that would be three. So nine. Yeah, you put the buzz axe underneath. It stabs into his back, and then Tarquin's punching him on top. Mercurius, you jump on top of Tarquin's shoulders. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm over the top of I'm over the top of Tarquin's shoulders, also pummeling the guy. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, go ahead and roll me melee. Okay, my melee. It's a whole two. <laughs> Did you add your big number for your modifier though? Okay, big modifier is three, so that'll be a total of five. And then Phaleon, you go up and you start checking pockets. Go ahead and roll interact. Or would it be a search? Oh, search. Yeah, roll search. Good point. 18. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. To set this whole thing up again, kind of going back, Tarquin goes, tackles the hillbilly. Before he falls down, good boy places his axe underneath, and it goes into his body, damaging him. And then both Tarquin and Mercurius are just pummeling, so much so that you start to see the buzz axe come through his chest and... It's really, really gruesome, and you know that he's dead, so you probably have, like, seconds before he disappears, right? Like, you've got not long before he disintegrates and and respawns at the Brew U, but Phaleon's so quick, she's there, she's patting the body, searching it, and she finds it in one of the overall pockets, pulls out this black echo echo stone. Keep that shit secret. Don't tell Hurley and Jebediah. Keep it secret. There's so much going on there that if you wanted, you could stealth it. Yeah, I'm going to like sneak it in my boot. (laughs) For a second, you were like like the boo dragged out for a second. And I thought you were going to say boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in your boobs. But boot, boot. Perfect. Okay, roll a sneak check. 12. Uh, I'm going to roll. Let's see. Who would be? I think Jolly and Hurley are close enough that they could possibly see what happened. Definitely not Hurley. She got a one. (laughs) And then Jolly might have seen something. We'll see. Yeah, he's bleeding out and you wait for him to disintegrate, but he doesn't. What? He doesn't? Yeah. Bling! Loot pops out. Of the not dead guy? Out of Hillbilly Joe. Or is he dead? But he doesn't disintegrate. But he doesn't disintegrate. So, yeah, once loot pops out, that's like they're dead. Oh no! Oh no! We killed! Oh no! We killed him! <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, why? Don't be sorry. He was an asshole. I appreciated loot, Billy Joe. Loot, Billy Joe. <laughs> loot, yeah. Billy Joe. Loot, Billy Joel should have been his name. <laughs> I appreciated Billy Joel because he killed. Because he killed Grizz, and he was an asshole about Demos. So I feel kind of bad right now. Yeah, well, Billy Joel hurt my uptown girl, so he had to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And, well, it, it may or may not be 9 o'clock on a Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> he dropped four loot piles, so each of you got one loot pile. Phaleon, you got one grenade. Mercurius, you got a shield potion that does 1d8. Ooh. Tarquin, you got a health potion that does 1d8. And good boy, you got two grenades. So I got nothing? Yeah, nothing too exciting for anybody. Didn't, uh, oh, did Mercurius throw a grenade during that fight? I did. I'm down to four. Okay, so it also did drop two grenades. You get two grenades for your loot pile, so you're back at full grenades. We're topped off. Lovely. Yeah. You know, I'm... I'm just going to give you guys one gold per grenade that you can't use just to give you like at least something because that's sad. <laughs> uh, so Baleon gets one gold. Good boy gets two gold. Mercurius gets one gold. 
Nice. A little something something. You know, like you're, oh, I'm just selling this real quick. We like gold. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode, where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi, and you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FFAdventureCo. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly. If you want to try Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, you totally should, and you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nirvanagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there, and he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry, and right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun. Such a good group. You can watch it on YouTube and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot, or you can listen wherever you podcast. Bad assets. You hear the intercom chime in and say, oh, uh, hey, just in case you were thinking like, oh, I'm going to fast travel out of here. I disabled the fast travel system, which unfortunately means that, you know, if you die, you aren't going to be able to fast travel and respawn back at your last brew you. So, oops, maybe I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, there's a brew you, like, in our carriage, though, so that bitch don't know shit. She can't hear you there. Oh, good, so I don't, do I, do I take any damage for that if she can't hear me? It's like if a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> no, you, you're still sexist. <laughs> if I'm sexist and no one hears, okay, well, three damage then. <laughs> there you go. Is that it, the fight over? Because I'm, if so, I'm going to jump over the bar and tend to my love. You, yeah, you go behind the bar and Adrian has a lot of blood coming out. The big orc bartender is crouched underneath there. The orc and the gnome are like crouched, you know, trying to stay out of the line of fire, not get involved in the, in the fight. And he has wrapped a towel around her underarm and her armpit and her shoulder, trying to just like kind of bandage it using towels around there. Can I use my health potions on her? Uh, yeah. Cool. I've got two of them, both basic 1d8, so I'm going to use them both. How noble. I know. Don't worry. Don't worry, um, doll. I'll patch you up. (laughs) (coughs) She spits up some blood. Thanks. Six. So both both potions only total nine, nine healing, unfortunately. Okay. It's the thought that counts, though, isn't it, darling? Isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) And she coughs, and a little less blood comes out. I think I'm going to be out for a little bit, but (coughs) I think I'll make it. It's okay. To the troll bartender person, orc, sorry, whatever, I'm not being racist. I just like, here, here, let me. And I, I cradle Adrian's head in my arms. I kneel down next to her. Before I do that, obviously, I'm not, like, yanking her neck up. Um, and then I, pre- I press my hand on the bandage, you know, keeping the pressure on and also maybe getting a bit of side boob at the same time. But she's fine with that because, you know, we are now in love. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And when you're in love, side boob is just like, you know, that's love. Yeah, absolutely. And then wait, I lean into her, kiss her forehead and say, is this side boob OK? Yeah. Good. I'll miss you most. And then she passes out. No, she passes out. Oh, good. I thought she said she's going to die. No, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear on the intercom again. Ding dong. Uh, it's looking like 30-ish minutes, I think, until we're about there. So uh, better get up here. Okay, now we uncouple the cars. Yes, because we can't fast travel out. We uncouple the cars. We got to do it. We got to uncouple the cars. Good boy's right. Are we uncoupling all of them except the engine? Like, all of them from the engine? Uh, I mean, that's what I was thinking. But I guess we don't have to do it that way. I'm just wondering, is the... You know, the dude that wouldn't let us in the engine, is he still going to be there? <laughs> we could just dunk on that dude. Can Can Adrian wake up so I can say goodbye to her? Yeah, she, her eyes are, like, in and out, you know, opening and closing. She's kind of, like, in and out of consciousness. Adrian, can you hear me? Yes, my love. We got a plan to stop Win, but we're going to have to uncouple the train. I guess that saving the cars is what's most important, and the engine, you know, 
It's the least loss. Once once the carriages have stopped, someone should be able to call for help, and people will come and find you. Okay. Okay. But we've got to stop this siren. We've got to we've got to stop her from. Actually, no, we don't. Why don't we just uncouple the train and she can drive off into the dynamite? Fuck that. Yeah, fuck her, right? And she won't even notice. She'll still think she's on the intercom going, bing bong, ten seconds left, and then she'll just blow up. <laughs> you idiot, you lost all the other cars. If I can't have it, none of you can, except she's the only one that blows up. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, let's let's do the honourable thing. We can save. Maybe, has she got the driver in there, like hostage or something? Oh, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Adrian would probably be like, oh, but there's the three... Path, uh, teammates, I don't, what would you call that? Driver, drive, mechanics? The driver engineers. and the conductor and the... Engineers, yeah. Yeah, okay. And yeah. The, There's the three engineers running the train in there. Uh, if you can get them out before, that would be great. Don't worry, we'll save them. And afterwards, I promise, I'll come back for you. I'll find you, okay? Sounds good. And then I'm gonna kiss her. She's She passes out. <laughs> With tongue? It's... Wait, no, she's passed out. That No more consent now. You can't. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Yeah, it gets weird. <laughs> okay, no, it's a tender forehead. It's a forehead kiss. Okay, there perfect. Go. <laughs> Which is, a, is, is fine. With tongue. Yeah. With tongue. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> forehead kiss with tongue. Uh, yeah, that's how we do it in New Albion, baby. Great. Uh, Jebediah <laughs> goes up to you and says, I'll take care of her if... I have some medical training. Hurley, why don't you go with them and help them? And Jolly, you too. And Jolly's like, no way. I don't want to die for real if the brew you isn't active. Hurley's like, whatever. Coward. Let's do this. I want to kill a siren. That would be so cool. That would be no, no, like no offense to you, Phaleon, but that would be a really cool trophy to have on my uh, little vault hunter sash. I take offense. I'm sorry. you you're just all so badass, and killing one would be a cool thing. Let's just get this over with. Okay. She starts heading towards the front. Oh, did anyone find the Echo Stone? I thought, uh... Nope. Never mind. I, I didn't find anything. I was just punching that punching that psycho. Hurley goes up to the dead body and starts patting it, searching for it. It's not on him. That's so weird. Maybe he was bluffing, and Wynn has it all along. Oh, shit. Do a talk check. That's uh, 14. I guess that's possible. Maybe they were working together and he turned it into her already. And now she just needs to kill all the witnesses? I don't know. I guess that could make sense. Don't forget, she seemed, when she was on the intercom talking about the names and the stuff, she seemed to know a lot about it already. It sounded like she'd read it. It sounded like she was speaking as if she was reading from it. <sighs> I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, let's go. Either way, we've got to deal with what this. What if Hillbilly Joe was like a rival and she was just tricking us into killing him for her? Yeah, I mean, I'm sold. I think that's how it was. I'm sold. Let's go. She played us like a goddamn fiddle. <laughs> I just, before we leave, I just, I turn to Jebediah. I'm like, if anything happens to her, I'll be coming for you. No worries. I, I understand how that goes. Heart wants what the heart wants. Okay, Bye. Until my curse wears off or my little punishment thing wears off and I forget all about her. <laughs> <laughs> he tips his hat at you. Bye, handsome. Rolls his eyes. All right, so you guys are heading up to the front, pass through the sleeper car, you go to the first class, and then in there, the business child is crying on one of the chairs. And he goes, oh, I know you all are vault hunters, so and I'm a businessman, and one of the important things about being a businessman is knowing when to uh, allocute, advocate, to, uh, I don't know what the word is. No, to hire somebody to do the job for you that you can't do. Delegate. Uh, That's the word, delegate. If you guys, I'll pay you guys to go and take care of this lady and save us all. Ten gold and a free drawing. Hell yeah, that's a fucking deal and a half. I'm in. Okay, thanks. Uh, you get payment when you get back. Is it ten gold each? No, it's just ten. I just ten gold. Is it the ten gold that Mercurius gave you? That's all I have. Okay, I have six golds after that. I have sixteen gold total. But you know, I I want to be able to like buy food and stuff. Okay, 
10 gold is fine. That's good, dude. No problem. We got you. Plus a free drawing, so, you know. <laughs> all I Honestly, all I want is that drawing. I don't know about you guys. You could probably sell that for at least 10 more gold. You're I know I do. damn right. I love it. Okay, good luck. She sounds scary. All right, and then you guys keep moving forward. Are you going to try and uncouple the train, or what are you doing? I reckon if we stand on the, the gray back plate of the engine and we uncouple you know like in all the western movies all you have to do is just lift up the linchpin right and the whole rest of the train just fucks off yeah easy game. yeah so we need to be we're on the engine and we're gonna let the carriages go is there like a brake that we can pull too like an emergency brake there's gotta be there's gotta be right i mean i'm gonna say like you search for it you know even looking at the platforms in between and you don't see an emergency brake in any of those areas, but not to say that there wouldn't be one on the engine. I don't know anything about, A, how clever this woman is, and B, what systems are in the engine, but is it at all feasible that we could uncouple the carriages and she might not know? From what you... Well, I guess from what Mercurius would know, and good boy, because they went to the front of the engine, there was that door with the slit, uh, the eye slit, so you if that was closed then you know she wouldn't see you going there so i think we need to avoid hitting the brakes she needs to carry on thinking that the train is just progressing as normal right right if she still thinks she's got a train full of hostages that she can bargain with and she's just gonna keep keep, yeah full bore straight into the dynamite without the rest of us yeah all right are you like all going onto that little platform or is one or two people going out there to try and do it surely we all have to be on it otherwise some of us are going to get left behind when the carriages do come oh are you going to stay in the engine i thought we were going to fight her i thought we were going to go into the engine and fight. yeah i didn't know if you were i didn't know if you were just like letting her like fuck off into the distance or if you were well we're going full heroics and we are fighting her in the engine car as it plummets to its doom while the rest of the train is uncoupled and saved holy shit that is so hero shit dude i promised adrian we'd rescue the driver you're right you're you're right wow i did not see this coming so cool all right i'll just lay this out who's gonna uncouple the car Wait, can I... Right, I've got a plus five insight bonus. If I do an insight check to, like, look at what the coupling is like, and then we can decide who is best to do it, maybe? Yeah, yeah, roll insight. Go ahead. Oh, my God, that is a critical fail. I'm like, (laughs) coupling? Shit, we're on a train? What is this? What is this? (laughs) I'm on a train or something? You don't know shit. (laughs) Uh, should I try to do it since I have the plus five on the strength rolls, just in case? I don't know if I'll need that, but just in case. It, it does feel like being strong would help. I mean, yeah, it's probably a strength jobby, isn't it? I'll do it. You hear over the intercom, I'm bored. This is boring. Usually I like to be more hands-on and take care of things on my own, but that grizz asshole can suck my <laughs> There's only one of me. And I'm not opposed to recruiting resources. Are you going to leave that in? <laughs> is that not okay to say? It, deser- it deserves a beep. Okay. You're going to beep it? You're going to beep it? For real. <laughs> for, for me, that's worse than what I said. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, all right, I'll beep Man. that one. There's only one of me, and I'm not opposed to recruiting resources. Ah, speaking of which... So at that moment, you have opened the door. Phaleon, Tarquin, Mercurius, Hurley all run through it first. And then, good boy, you go behind, and you are looking for where you would uncouple. So give me a search check. Uh, that is a 12. You find, like, a peg, right? A little peg that you just would pull out, and it would uncouple the... The train. And speaking of pegging, (laughs) how's it going, Wynn? As you all enter the train, she goes, hello, resources. And at that moment, good boy, you're going to roll to try and uncouple the train. All right. Roll to 17. Oh, geez. Plus nine, so 26. You do it one-handed. You just, like, you don't even really stop. You're walking in the back. You see where it is. You walk by it. You don't even stop your stride, and you just, like, pluck it off and then toss it off of the train, and you're now inside the engine car with everybody else. God, that's so badass, dude. 
<laughs> You've uncoupled the engine from the rest of the cars. So the engine now is speeding up even faster because it's not holding as many cars. So you're going to have less time now to fight her or whatever you're going to do with her. Oh. And then the rest of the cars start slowing down and, and fading a little bit into the distance. Uh, they're still rolling, though, of course. Uh, now that you're in there, this is what you see. The engine car has kind of a steampunk style to it. Silver walls, a mixture of brass and iron cogs are covering the walls, rotating. And then Wynne is at the very front of the car. And this little spider ant crawls around her arm and upper arm and pops onto her shoulder. And she gives it a little pet underneath the chin of the spider ant. She says, you're such a good boy, Tinsel. And then behind her is the control center, which has these pipes. It's got a couple of levers and then these pipes that go from the levers up into a central point. And there is a pedestal with this purple glowing iridium on it. And it's kind of disintegrating a little bit very, very slowly. And so this powder of the iridium is going into those pipes and running through the system. So from what you can gather, that's how the train runs. It's not steam or uh, electric. It's it's a iridium-ran train. Nice. Well, do you have my Echo Stone or not? No. The what? Hmm. That's unfortunate. So I'll just kill you all? Bring it on. You may be called Win, but you fucking won't. <laughs> I was thinking we might all run a train on you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I like your cocky style, but it's not going to do you any good. Five against one hardly seems fair for you. (laughs) All right, it feels like we're going faster. I think uh, she kind of looks through the crowd of you. Uh, Looks like you uncoupled the car, morons. So now we're just going to hit that dynamite even sooner. Well, that'll kill you too, won't it? Mm, no, I'll get out of here first. How are you going to get out of here? Fly on your massive bitch wings. Oh, <laughs> take that damage. Oh, six. <laughs> and then she reaches behind her, touches the iridium, and then these blue wings fly out from her back. And she says, yeah, actually, who's the bitch now? Still you. Thank you so much for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. I have been your BM, Riley. Tarquin is played by Phil. Kimmy plays Phaleon. Mercurius is played by Kyle. And Good Boy is played by Matt. If you want to support this show, there are several ways you can do that. You can just go onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a five-star rating, write a review, and that will help the show get seen more. If you want to donate some money, you are welcome to, but don't feel obligated to. You can go to our coffee, and there is even a one-shot on there that you can just download for free. Please feel free to do that. There's some fun Mercenary Day items on there, and those gifts during the gift exchange there in there so you can download that for free if you want to you could you know donate a dollar or whatever and any money that we get through our coffee will go into our podcast buying music or whatnot you can follow us on social media and interact with us on there at ff adventure co everywhere we are probably most active on twitter but we do have facebook and instagram and tiktok etc etc We also have a Discord now, which we are pretty active on. There are links to a lot of these things in the episode description. Happy New Year to everybody. Woohoo! We're back on the train again. I promise the whole podcast won't be on the train, but you've got a couple more episodes. And man, am I proud of where this story goes. So thanks for sticking around. I hope you're enjoying it. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know who your favorite characters on the train are. Whatever it is. Uh, We love interacting with you all. The next episode to come out will be the 17th. And it is a really exciting one. The penultimate episode of the train arc. And that is, that's everything. So, so thanks all of you badasses. We truly appreciate you listening. It means the world to us that we have as many listeners as we do. And thanks for sticking with us. 
Real quick side note, Nerdvana added the PDF, so if you want to get your own source book, you can now get the PDF for even cheaper than the hardcover book. Just go to their website. The link's in our epi- or in the episode description. All right, badasses, that's it. Bye! The Sorry. That's okay. I'm just so emotional. I'm so emotional about my, my GF being wounded. Your GF. <laughs>